You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. No, welcome to Adele Field. Hey, you want to start this? Why don't you start it, Charlie? No, go ahead. Let's flip, the, done it now. let's flip the script. Come on now. Go ahead. It's all you. Today is not the day for levity, Bart. Today is the day of levity. We won 12 by 12 points last night over our bitter arch rival in basketball. Well, since Charlie won't do it, we're in the I Farm. I take that very seriously, by the way. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. You can check them out at favorites.com. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi there to help you whenever you need anything, home, life, auto, whatever you need in the insurance world. Our good friends at Farm Bureau, it is first thing on a Thursday morning, late night at the arena last night at the hump. I've got my blueberry cobbler flavored coffee from Strange Brew Coffee House this morning. It tastes so good, Charlie. Strange Brew with three locations here in Starville on Spring Street and Highway 12. Tupelo, they got Brupelo and also in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll get you set up with some of that great coffee. They'll ship, ship you some mugs and all the great uh, things that they have there. They probably won't send you the gluten free sausage balls. I had one of those this morning as well. But, Charlie, hey, we won yesterday, 83-71 over Ole Miss. We said a couple weeks ago. All right, hold on. Let, let's go ahead and, and set the tone here properly, okay? So this is going to be a show in two parts. The first part, we're going to talk <laughs> about basketball. The second part that you have so eloquently avoided, we're going to talk about baseball. And it's not going to be all good or all bad either way. It's going to be – what you come to expect from us. Well, and the We're the plain black coffee. We are No, we're not. We're blueberry cobbler flavored this morning because you can walk the yellow line after you're drinking blueberry cobbler flavored coffee. Okay. I you can uh you can toe the middle here because that's uh, that's the mood I'm in this morning. But the glass half full side of me says we had to win that basketball game last. And I want to personally thank Chris Jans and Cam Matthews Tolu, DJ hit some threes last night. I want to personally thank all of those guys because if we had not won that basketball game, I would not be in a good mental state right now. So congratulations and thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to compare mental states after a loss, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and I found myself, I have become so transactional and unemotional watching. Uh, no, that's, that's not true. It's not unemotional. It's that the joy of winning has been sucked out of my life. Now I just hate losing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I, I found no happiness, only relief. <laughs> and I think part of it, too, is this. Because to me, what last night was, obviously you've got the rivalry game. It's important for a lot of reasons. But it's also just another block. It's another block that you have to lay on the pile to NCAA tournament eligibility. And I think the thing for me is just looking at it, we still have work to do. And so I'm fired up. I'm happy. That's a big win. And then what's the next thing you immediately think of? Man, now we really got to win at LSU. And so I've gone through this 
kind of phase where, boy, you have to beat Georgia. You can't lose to Georgia. No matter what, you can't lose to Georgia. And then you find yourself back in that same kind of spot. Boy, you can't lose to Missouri. They're terrible. And then you find yourself in the, boy, Arkansas is really dangerous. Same kind of thing last night. I think it's because we've been in this mode of having to win and supposed to win. Yeah, four games in a row where you better win. You really had no choice. Your backs are against the wall. And we knew that when we're sitting there at three and six after getting beat, you know, at Alabama and Ole Miss, that if you're going to make up room, you're going to have to do it in the next couple of weeks. And we have done that. We've won four in a row. There are only seven teams in the league that are above 500 right now, and we're one of those seven. We're in seventh place in the SEC. We're a game back of Kentucky. You mentioned LSU. LSU went down, uh, LSU won at home last night. In a buzzer beater. They stormed the court last night down at Pete Maravich Assembly Center beating Kentucky. And so Kentucky's a game ahead of you right now. LSU is a game behind you right now. Ole Miss is now a game behind you right now. A&M is a game behind you right now. You've still got to play A&M in College Station. That's a winnable game on the road. And so to me – team that lost to Arkansas, who, by the way, is playing better – Everybody looked at that Arkansas win of ours like, man, we were lucky to win. We broke. It's still Arkansas. Those are still college basketball players, and they're starting to figure it out. Yeah, and that's what worries you about Arkansas. And kind of glad, to, you know, you I wish don't want them first round in the tournament. Oh no, no, no! I do not want to play them in Nashville in the in the SEC tournament. I wanted to play them a month and a half ago, and right now they're beginning to figure it out. I would not want to play Arkansas in two weeks. No, 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 no. It's, All right, so. Let's look at last night. Let's take it just for what it was, a game last night where here's, you know, of all the people you look at, when you start to break down the game last night, you can talk about Tolu and his 24 points. You can talk about Murph and his 12 and Shaq Moore and his 11 and Cam Matthews, 11 points, five rebounds. I'm going to give you a name that most people aren't going to be talking about today because if you look at the raw numbers – there's not going to be much that impresses you, and that's Jimmy Bell Jr. Jimmy Bell Jr. played 14 minutes last night. He had six points on three of five shooting, and he had four rebounds. He didn't block a shot, didn't commit a foul. We'll come back to that. Didn't have a turnover, but here's what he did have. He had a start. I always like looking at the plus-minus, and the plus-minus, for those who don't know, is basically – what is the differential in score when you're in the ball game? When you were in the game, did, was your team winning? The highest plus-minus on our team yesterday was Jimmy Bell Jr. His plus-minus was 20. Was it really? We outscored Ole Miss by 20 points in the 14 minutes that Jimmy Bell was on the floor. Now, was it because of Jimmy Bell? Was it because Keyshawn Murphy happened to be out there with him a lot and his plus-minus was 17? I don't know, but I just thought that was a, an interesting kind of look. One thing about Jimmy Bell, man, you go inside on him. Big dude, man. You're going you to know what you ran into. He's physical. Um, and he's I was, not a shot blocker. No, he's not. And I said that tongue-in-cheek just a minute ago about him getting a start. I think that was a big factor for Tolu Smith. Tolu, and Chris Jan said this after the game, hey, we started the lineup, we started the night for, for personal reasons. And so Tolu did not start last night. It was almost like trying to light a fire maybe. <laughs> and, well, to, and Tolu came in, when he came in a game off the bench, 
He had a fire. Well, he scored 18 in the first half. I'd love to bench him more often if that's what we got to oh, do. Oh, man. And so you came out early. And going back, you know, Jimmy Bell, we started out you know, so strong. We built out the double-digit lead right out of the gate. And and you knew it was coming. Ole Miss just started out so slow. You had a nine-point lead with about seven and a half minutes to go in the first half. And then Ole Miss went on an 18-3 to run. And they took a six-point lead, popped a big three. They're up by six. I thought that next possession, and you don't want to overstate things, but I thought the answer right after that by Shaq Moore to hit the three, and it seemed like that stopped the run and kind of settled things down a little bit. You go into the locker room down by four instead. Of, I mean, Ole Miss had a chance to really snowball that thing on you because they did, really. 18-3 to three run over a four-and-a-half-minute period. But the second half – we really – I thought the game, and I know we'll probably get more into this. I thought – you talk about a tale of two games. I thought the second half, which was more, much more offensive for Ole Miss, we held them to 27 points in the second half. I thought that game was officiated in a completely different way in the second half than it was the first. And we had a veteran crew last night. It was almost like we've let you guys get away with murder and we're about to clamp it down right now. Well, it seemed like we talk all the time about halftime adjustments for coaches. It seemed like the officials made some halftime adjustments that they got in there on their whiteboard because they came out in the second half, and it was it was like we went to an officiating clinic and just got a basketball game in the middle of it somewhere. It was It was not a pretty game to watch. If you're trying to sell the product, we love it because of Mississippi State got the win. But if you're trying to sell the product, is that what you want to put on the marquee? Well, that's what we saw 10 years ago. It was it was a, a foul shooting fest in the second half. And Ole Miss, you know, Tolu, his last field goal in the game was three and a half minutes deep in the second half. They put him on the free throw line. He missed six in a row in the second half before hitting those last two late. But going back to the point, you know, Doug Shiles and Pat Adams are two veteran officials, have been around for a long time. And, you know, I know somewhere down the line – if you're, if you're a fan out there, they've made you mad in some way. And I'm not saying I was excited about every call they made last night. But going back to the point, it was almost like, Charlie, they did go in there and say, all right, this thing's about to get out of control. We've we got to rein it in. And I, don't, I think they reined it in a little bit too much. Chris Beard got the technical foul. And then Chris Jans was like, I think the game changed a little bit when Chris Beard got the technical. And Doug Shiles teed him up. And then Pat teed up, you know, Chris Jans. Later on, that could have been a big play right there. You know, we had an 11-point lead, and all of a sudden you get hit with a technical. And the assistant coaches were having to work pretty hard to get Chris Jans not to earn a second one. And Chris Beard, nearly the same thing. Hey, I'll I'll tell you one thing, too, though, second half. How about this? Shooting the basketball, because we talk about Tolu and how Tolu wasn't scoring the second half. What about the job we did on Murrell in the second half? Because he goes for 16 points in the first, on 5 of 10 shooting. We held him to 2 of 9 in the second half. We held Ole Miss as a team to 8 of 27 shooting the basketball in the second half. 1 of 9 from three-point range. And it people say, well, they just weren't making shots. We were defending. Yeah, we got into them a little bit. Especially that was the, Chris Jan's defensive basketball the second half. It, it really was. I mean, we really defended every shot. They didn't have an open shot. And I know Chris you know, Chris Beard, after the game was over, made some comments about the number of fouls. Tolu did not have a foul. Jimmy Bell did not have a foul. And, hey, I've been there. You've seen me on Twitter before. Sometimes I'll get frustrated. 
and you ask yourself the question in a physical basketball game, how did two guys in the low post not come up with any fouls? Well, when you really look at the ball game and see how Ole Miss was scoring, it was dribble drive with dribble penetration. They got to the rim a lot of times, especially in the first half. Then they took a lot of outside shots. And so you really didn't give yourself a whole lot of chance because, you know, Cissé on the inside was their, you know, their post player. I Man, he had some foul trouble last night. But Ole Miss was not going through the post. But I thought we just really defended Cam Matthews as Cam Matthews. I thought Deshaun Davis got in her head a little bit in the second half as well. And so just the – Hey, Shaq Moore was important. Hey, DJ hit a couple big threes in the game last night. That three late. Hey, Cam Matthews hit a three. <laughs> hey, you know it's going well if Cam steps out and pops three. Here's what really jumps out at me as I look at the game yesterday and you you look at the efficiency ratings for our team. You look at how balanced we were. Obviously, early in the ball game it was all Tolu, but over the course of the game, Shaq Moore efficiency rating 14. So was Cam Matthews. So was Tolu. DJ was at 12. Keyshawn was at 12. You get the idea. Like we got a bunch of guys stacked in there who all contributed in that ball game. Now I said it wasn't going to be all good. We didn't shoot free throws well. We didn't again, but, but we got offensive rebounds. You mentioned Murph. Murph got some really big offensive rebounds, and so did Tolu. Tolu got three or four offensive rebounds second half. Well, we got offensive rebounds off missed free throws. You know, there was an exchange there where Tolu comes down, misses two free throws, but then we get the rebound, he gets his rebound, and then scores the layup. So on the stat sheet, you look at it and you say, man, 23 of 39, but in effect, you just nullified two of the misses. Will you give me that? Actually, I would nullify four because Keyshawn got an offensive rebound one time and a putback. Well, but he only made one of his two free throws. He didn't make the shot. Okay, well, I mean. So we got three points. Right. So I'll get I'll take one more miss off the book. So now we're 23 of 36, if you want to think of it that way. That's only 13 missed free throws. That's okay. Hey, you know, all right, maybe I am too glass half full this morning because I'm not trying to be an apologist here. And now – here it comes. Here comes the apology tour. Everybody wears us out about our offense. Everybody wears us out about our offense. And are we at times tough to watch offensively? If we were a better free throw shooting team, Charlie, our offensive numbers would look a world better. I mean, if we were middle of the pack in the SEC in free throw shooting, I mean, I know if the nuts and if and butts and candy nuts and all that all that stuff. Right. So, but, but, I mean, but everybody talks about Ole Miss. I mean, man, their offense is pretty good. I mean, they've only scored one more point per game more than we have this year. In league play, yeah. In league play, they're averaging one and a quarter points more per game than we are. And if we can make a free throw, think about where we would be. You'd be five points better. Yeah, and so – but you talk about improvement. I, I was listening to somebody the other day say, well, we haven't improved. We haven't improved on offense over where we were last year. Last year, our offensive efficiency rating nationally was 176. Right now, 80. That seems like an improvement to me. Well, and it's not like the rest of the country is taking a step back offensively. Our effective field goal percentage last year, 46.7. That was 328th in the country. Right now, 51.3, that's 146. Now, we're not going to hang a banner for being 146, an effective field goal percentage. I get that. 
but it's better. Well, let me ask you this. Last night, we made shots around the rim. We still miss a bunch of four-footers. We didn't last night. We made everything around the rim last night. Because I, I look back to maybe three or four instances where I sit there and go, man, that gum, you, you wish you could have finished right there. Um, we've had those issues. I think Murphy just brings you so much more to the table. Just adding that body in there about what he can do in the low post makes it so much better. And I thought Jimmy Bell, Jimmy Bell is almost like he, you know, he came out of the gate, played a ton of minutes, and I don't know if he was not used to playing that many minutes, and maybe you wear down a little bit, you go through a little bit of a lull, you start talking about the wall that freshman hit. Maybe Jimmy Bell hit a little bit of a wall. Jimmy looked like a different guy last night. Oh no, he did, and maybe he's got his legs back under him a little bit, but he was engaged. I mean, he was in that thing. We're a better basketball team than we were a year ago. You give me that? I'll give you that. Now, okay, overall, I think we're better offensively, maybe not as good defensively, even though in the second half last night we were really good defensively. All right. we It's the difference, though. Last year we were ninth in the country, defense, defensive efficiency. We're 13th. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. We're slipping. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've got to give something up. I'll give up a little bit. Keyshawn Murphy, to me, is the most – Likely NBA player on this team by or sell? Uh, because that's just what the NBA likes. I mean, he's he's got that body. He's got the length. He has the ability to shoot, and he's athletic. Because if you look in, you know, if you look in the NBA right now, and we talk about this, this is one of the reasons that Sweeby came back at you know at Kentucky last year. There, there's just so much more emphasis on post players in college basketball right now than there is in the NBA. All right, as you go forward, what do you got to have? Got to make free throws. Got to make free throws. play defense like we did in the second half. You do. And you kind of – you, you got to – And, oh, well, we, I can't believe we didn't touch on this yet. Turnovers in the second half. We only had two in the second half. They had ten to our two. Think about that. We had two turnovers in the second half. In a rivalry game. And it goes back to our guards. I thought our guards just got after him in the second half. And look, Josh Hubbard had to sit a lot. He did. And, man, when Josh got that foul, they got the breakout. Guys clean on a runaway, and Josh comes running there and fouling him. Got his second foul in the second half. You could see it coming, and you wanted to just scream, don't foul him. Give, give him the layup. <laughs> Frustration, man. Oh, hey, uh before we start talking about frustration. Hey, let's talk about our good friends. You will not be frustrated if you go down to Jerry's Catfish House on Highway 49 in Florence. Jerry's Catfish House, they got the best catfish in Mississippi. You know where they get it from. Our good friends at Heartland Catfish. Heartland is back for another year with us on the Out of Left Field show. Heartland produced in the Mississippi Delta from the farm all the way to the table at great restaurants around the south. And Jerry's Catfish House. It's the igloo down there. And it's right by Country Pleasing Sausage, right by Country Meat Packers down on Highway 49. So you can go and if you leave early, go by the butcher shop at Country Pleasing, get you some beef jerky, get you some steaks for the grill for the weekend, go by the butcher shop, get you some great sausage, and then stop by Jerry's on your way out of, uh, on your way out of Florence. And uh, or if you're coming into Florence, if you live in Florence, Florence is a great place. But anyway, our good friends at Jerry's Catfish House, and once again, our good friends at Heartland Catfish, serving great restaurants around the southeast. All right, Charlie. Hey, real quick, because I want to talk about our friends in the city of Starville, where we are. Okay, we are in downtown Starville, Farm Bureau Studios. 
we got a lot going on here in Starville. We've got just this weekend, okay, we have the Charles H. Templeton Senior Ragtime and Jazz Festival. The, hey, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And, you know, I've the older I get, the more I've gotten into jazz. And I guess it may be because I've been watching. You ever watch Bosch, the show on Amazon Prime? I'm not familiar with that. Okay, I popped into Bosch. It's based on the Michael Connolly books. and um, But, you know, jazz is big. Chip Templeton, that whole Templeton family has been really good for the music enthusiast in Octibaha County. And enthusiast. Yes, that's a good word. Music enthusiast. And I'm a music enthusiast as well. And so, yeah, that's we went a couple of years. Well, I've actually been five or six years ago the first time I went. And it's, it's, really, it's really good stuff. All right, the Magnolia Film Festival, that's this weekend. So, you ever been a part of that? I have not. So, that's a good one. Unwind Downtown is tomorrow night. Now, that's a popular thing. It is a very popular thing. It's on a Friday night. And it lasts from 5.30 to 8.30. And with the baseball game at 4, you'd have a chance to leave baseball by the time it's over and still get downtown. So, you open up a bunch of shops downtown and um, walk around and browse as you unwind. And then on Sunday, the Southern Wedding bridal show and here's what i can tell you about weddings it costs a lot of money bring your checkbook yes sir and maybe credit card venmo maybe your bank officer's name you're gonna need a few <laughs> things uh no but a lot going on and a list of restaurants hotels and things of that nature go to startwell.org and plan out your trip the next time that you come to startwell and then this weekend we also have in the city of startwell Three-game baseball set, Georgia Southern coming to town. We'll have a show tomorrow and talk about that Georgia Southern team. They're one and three on the year, but they played some decent competition, so let's not draw too many conclusions on that record just yet. Um, But we're two and three as we go into this. And, look, Bart, here's the thing. There is a prevailing sentiment, obviously, in the world we live in to focus on the negative and to – overstate, emphasize the negative. What I want to do today is to talk about both, meaning I just want to look at it. This isn't this is an unemotional look at where we are, what can change to make it better, and what hasn't been going well that needs to change. It kind of goes back to that old thought process of you understand why people can say you're five games deep in the season, let it play out, and just see if you can – turn it around a little bit and get some guys with some confidence at the plate and the offense will pick up because the pitching's been okay. You also understand the sentiment of what are we doing? We're two and three. We've lost a three combined three games against an Air Force team and Austin P. And it, it could be a case of everybody's right. Oh, I think, and, and I under, and I understand, and, and that's the thing. There are some, there's a lot of frustration. Hey, based upon all the texts and all the calls and the emails and you know, Twitter direct messages while we're broadcasting ball games. Well, and for that matter, you and me talking to each other during yeah, ball games during the cough button. Yeah, talking to each other. Um, that that's very understandable. So, to kind of to your point, we are either five games deep into this, or we are two years and five games deep into it. And it's probably a little of both, right? Meaning, if you look around the team, look, Logan Kohler, who you wanted to be at third base and hope to have back this weekend, he's two games into this. He's not five games into it. Johnny Long, Joe Powell behind the plate, there are a few games into this. Mershon is not a game into it yet. 
Exactly. What does what does the addition of David Mershon, what does the addition of Logan Kohler do to your team? Because right now, when you look at this team, and some of the times we talk about it in post-game football, you try to take the emotion out of it, and you just start talking about facts. The fact is right now your top four hitters are hitting over 300. Your bottom five hitters are hitting closer to 100 than they are 200. And so there's not just a a hole in your offense. There's a there's a cliff until the top of the order comes back up. Now, how much of that is confidence? I, you start using the word approach in baseball, and everybody talks about the word approach and – one and, of the more misused words. It is, and you know, and that's, but there is one, and the sentiment of, you know, we we have some guys who may be up there, swinging in selfish ways of trying to hit home runs, not understanding about going the other way, and you know, using all fields and things of that nature. I mean, we had a situation the other night. I'm not going to call a guy's name, that you swing at a pitch that the swing plane is thigh high, mid-thigh high, but the ball bounces the plate. I mean, that tells me that you're up there guessing and just swinging, which is not what is indicative of a short swing, unselfish player. You know, Bryce Chance right now is probably having some of the biggest success, Amani Larry. When I think of Amani Larry and I think of Bryce Chance, those are two guys that do not have – huge swings they shorten up they use all the fields and that's those are the guys that are having success right now well let me add one to that and i think this is one that people wouldn't necessarily think about anecdotally but the numbers bear it out in hunter hines all right hunter hines has eight hits right now he's driven in five runs he's got a pair of doesn't have a home run and he's walked three times as well now Strikeouts, they are what they are. He struck out six times. Point being, though, he's getting on base. He's hitting 400 with runners in scoring position. Yeah, and the only thing the only thing that Hunter has not done that I just talked about, and then you talk about he is who he is. He is not a guy who's going to use the other the opposite, I mean, the opposite field. He got a breaking ball outside the other night, and he hit it up the middle. He hit a ball up the middle last night that ain't played well. And so, and I know, hey, I understand. Two games, you have 10 hits against Austin P, and one of those was a drop fly ball in center field. You look at this past weekend, we scored, what, four runs because Air Force center fielder couldn't find a fly ball. And so the, to the thought process and the feel of it is it may be a little bit worse offensively than it has been. Now, you know, the, the it goes back to what we talked about before the season started. I just kind of wonder where this team is from a confidence standpoint. And here's what I mean by that. And I'm the guy sometimes in baseball, Charlie, you know, the, the house is on fire, but I'm worried about the shrubs in the front yard. You know, it's the, 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 uh, the video board is out at football, but you're worried about running out of mustard in the, the third level. Sometimes you look at little things. To me, I look at the Sunday rundown, okay? And here's what I mean about the Sunday rundown. We had five throws in a rundown between third and home. And what were the things that we were taught at a young age? You try to get the rundown over in one or two throws. You try to get it done quickly and away from it. And the way that you do that in a rundown situation is you have to have a guy that wants the ball. It's almost like seventh grade basketball. When you see seventh graders play basketball their first time in junior high, because I just live this. 
with Sims in seventh grade basketball. Sometimes the guys, when they get the ball, they're looking to pass it before they get it because it's almost like they feel uncertain when they've got the ball in their hands. They're looking to get it away as fast as they possibly can, especially if they're trying to break the press. When we were in that rundown the other day, it just gave the appearance that we had some guys in that rundown process of trying to get rid of the ball before engaging and trying to complete the rundown. Does that make sense? It does, but I think you can take that. You can take the swings. You can take it all and you can put it into this. You know, Reggie Jackson, you've heard me say this before, had the great line about playing in New York. He said that pinstripes are heavy. And not everybody can carry those pinstripes. Um, our logo is heavy. And right now, we have some guys who I think are having a little bit of a difficult time. They recognize that it's heavy. And we're not having fun. I, I, I told somebody last night that if I were coaching this team, you know what we would do today at practice? We would go in the Palmero, and there wouldn't be a baseball, there wouldn't be a bat. But there, you know, the old, uh, everybody used to have them, the old rubber ball, the old uh, that you saw in gym class. We played dodgeball. Playing dodgeball, is that what you're doing? We'd play dodgeball for an hour, and then we'd go home. We're not having fun right now, and we're pressing. This is, look, man, this is, we hadn't played Georgia Southern. This is the Air Force Academy. How many guys on the Air Force Academy's team would be SEC players? Two, maybe three? I would lean more to two than three. Okay. But I'd give their catcher a chance and two hitters. Um, Austin P. Couple of guys. Now they look. They had some dog in them. Don't get me wrong. They they had some guys, but they didn't have SEC level pitching. No, they got up on the edge of the dugout and they were engaged the whole time. And I think that may be the thing that has is somewhat frustrating is because you've had very little success against very mediocre pitching. I mean, Merriweather, the guy they brought in last night, was a had the highest ERA from this past weekend. They had two guys who last pitched in twenty one. Yeah. Take the mound last night. Didn't even pitch their opening weekend. But so what does that tell you? This is not a talent issue. And it's not it's not like they don't practice how to run a, execute a rundown. This is an issue of it's in their heads. It goes back to what you're saying, trying to get rid of the ball, et cetera, et cetera. I I think this is a team that's got to get back right mentally. So then you say, All right, Charlie, how do you do that? Well, let's think about this. Nick Dome's a pretty good pitcher. You give me that? I'll give you that. We've only seen him once. We saw him in a win. You're going to get to see him again tomorrow. All right. You'll give me two, I'm sure. Cal Stevens, a pretty promising pitcher. Looked good this past weekend. Only seen him once. And we're going to see him again this weekend. Gerangelo, pretty good. Only seen him once. We get to see him again this weekend. Point being, a lot of these decisions, and look, Brooks Auger. We'd have been a better team the past couple of years if Brooks Auger had been out there. We'd have better, been a better team if Stone Simmons had been out there. Gavin Black has looked good. Cole Cheatham, you talk about a guy, and look, I get it. These, they're two at-bats. He's faced two guys. But you want to talk about a guy who's shown something? He has come in knowing that he's got one hitter. He's got one left-on-left matchup, and he's executed it both times. How many times do you see that left-on-left guy come in and he walks the left? <laughs> he it's, it's almost like he's out there for the long term in his mind, but he's out there for the short time, short term. Yeah, and, and so he's, he's understood that. He came in just up. Tyler Davis is looking well. Shulky has looked really good. The mistake we made was 
we rode the guy on the second day of a back-to-back trying to get five outs. We did. and Not wanting to run somebody out there for the first time. Right. And I think that's one of the questions you're going to have is, is Shulky the guy on the back end for you, or is it Colby Holcomb? I mean, what do you feel more comfortable with in the ninth inning of a one-run game? If you've got a bunch of left-handed hitters up there, you know, you can start thinking about movement with Shulky. Does he have the movement to, to get out left-handed hitters? That's one of the big questions you always have for drop-down guys. And so you hope that would be the case. So I say all that to say, what's my recipe for it getting better? You need Mershon in the lineup. And I don't care if he plays in the field. you got to have him in the lineup. We have to make this batting order deeper. you got to get Kohler out in the field because, look, he's just better than anything else we have. Now, I'm, I'm going to say the glass half full right here on Dylan Cup. Dylan Cup has been – we've had better play at shortstop right now than we have at any time in the last five years. And oh, I may be, 100%. And I may go back further than that. Defensively, Dylan Cup has, level. has been everything you thought he would be. And from an offensive standpoint, it doesn't matter if it's Air Force, if it's LSU or what. If you're a true freshman out there, it's tough. It is tough. But he has been really good in the field. No, he absolutely has. What's the weather supposed to be like for this weekend? It's supposed to be cold. I guess we'll get into the weather report tomorrow on our weekend preview. If it is going to be cold, you can go by and see our friends at Maroon and Company in the Cotton Mill Marketplace. Go to maroonandco.com, do your purchasing online, or go to the store. They've got great Mississippi State apparel. Go to maroonandco.com, type in the code NIL10, and they'll take 10% off the uh, your purchase. They'll give another 5% to the Bulldog Initiative. Our good friends at Maroon and Company, right by Chick-fil-A, close to campus, right there, close to campus. Great Mississippi State people, Wyatt Craig, and that uh, great staff at Maroon and Company. And also, we're brought to you by our friends at Howard Technology Solutions. Go to howardcomputers.com to see how this Mississippi company can help you in your business solutions. Computers, printers, lighting, setting up any kind of network at your office, Go to howardcomputers.com. They started it back in the 1960s. Billy Howard started the transformer business down there, but they have grown in so many different areas. Howardcomputers.com, Howard Technology Solutions. All right, I want to touch on baseball one more second here, Bart, because I gave you the good, right? I gave you the, the reasons for hope. But I think we have to say this, too. This you know, and sometimes you use the phrase, you know, in pitching, you know, a guy's a stopper. You know, you can stop a losing streak. You send the guy out there, you're going to get the win. This weekend, it's imperative that we play well and we win. And I don't mean that from a standpoint of Charlie Winfield, the fan, that it's imperative we do that to make me happy. I don't mean it that way. I mean it for our guys. These guys need some success. We need one of those 23-run games. Yeah, and I thought we were going to get that last night. And maybe the loss is my fault. Because I'll be quite honest with you, after they walked all those guys in the first inning yesterday, Charlie, and we scored five times, and then in the third inning they couldn't throw a strike, and we're, uh, we're pounding out some runs, I sent the dreaded text. I sent the text to our sports information director, Travis Ray, who does a fantastic job. I like Travis a lot. He makes sure that Charlie and I have a lot of stats and everything that we possibly need. Because in today's world, not every – media relations guy is built the same. You have some that are not willing to help you. Travis Ray is a guy who's willing to help you. 
And I sent that dreaded text to, to Travis last night, and I said, Is there a 10-run rule? I Is did. that the one? I did. Is there a 10-run rule in effect? And um, I ate those words. So I am the reason. I am the problem. Hey, we, we talked on uh, Sunday on Sunday Coffee. We were talking about the Arkansas game and about how that uh, we had to have a better showing uh, from our students our student population. Hey, they showed up last night. Boy, howdy. Students were outstanding last night at the basketball game. They created a great environment last night. And so for all you students out there, you uh, you brought the hammer last night. That place was fun. The hunt was fun last night. It was very fun. Still a few seats in there, but not as many that I would have liked to have had somebody in. It's still my personal mission to get somebody in your seat. And not just somebody, but somebody wearing maroon. Right. And so if you're – I'll tell you, I have moved moved some seats like a madman. And you're not taking any fees, man. It's I'm not like – I'm not. But, man, if I were Ticketmaster, I could shut down the day job. Charlie's tickets, that. man. Yeah. <laughs> could shut down the day job. Um, all right. So, real quick, let's touch on uh, both these things. Women's basketball, by the way, plays tonight. They got a game against Kentucky. Hey, we're broadcasting that. Did you know that? Uh, I only learned that during the baseball game last night. I knew it. I just forgot about it. Yeah, we're kind of in a stretch right now. Yeah, it's um, this is that fun time of year. It really is. It's um, you got seems like baseball every night. For it, I had soccer on Monday night with uh, I had nine year old soccer Monday night. And then Tuesday baseball, Wednesday baseball, women's basketball tonight, and then baseball Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I think we play in the midweek next week, too. Next Tuesday. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, JSU. Saturday. Mount St. Mary's next weekend is Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. So, yeah, this is – What's the story on that? I don't know. It's got to be some travel issue, I would think. We just need a Sunday off. Or just a Sunday off. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. All right. Hey, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll have our weekend preview for you. Once again, thanks to our good friends at Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. And, of course, this is Out of Left Field, presented by our friends at Farm Bureau. Country Pleasing Sauces. Go to countrypleasing.com. They have all different kinds of flavors. And it's outstanding sauce. It's made right here in the state of Mississippi. Henry Cooper and his great staff down in Florence, they do it right. It's a small brand that has turned big simply because they do it right. It's good food. Maroon and Company, go to maroonandco.com for all your bulldog gear if you're coming to campus or looking to get that gift for that niece or nephew that are on the periphery that are state fans. You're looking to get them something cool, go to maroonandco.com and get some of those maroon and white items for your family and friends. Howard Technology Solutions. Go to howardcomputers.com to see how this Mississippi company can help you in your office network solutions. Startwell.org, Mississippi's college town. Of course, if you're coming to Startwell, need the restaurant reservations, recommendations, go online to startwell.org. Heartland Catfish. And you can get that great Heartland Catfish from our friends at Jerry's Catfish House in Florence, the big igloo down there just on the east side of the street on Highway 49. And also Strange Brew Coffee, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship that great coffee to you. Of course, three locations here in Startville on Spring Street and Highway 12, Tupelo, and then also Tuscaloosa. So for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau.